Hey guys, welcome to Take Action Podcast with Manti and Yura. We are recording season two, episode 10 today. And today is the first day we have four people in our studio. So we're going to see how that works. And as usually, we'll start with Green Bay weather update. Yeah, there we go. So a couple days ago, I was really excited. We finally breaking down above those 40 degrees temperatures. And today we got some little flurries, but it should be a good weekend. It's almost up to 60 degrees on Sunday. And me and Monty doing open house this weekend on the Esther Park. Which you guys won't find out about until the day after. (laughs) Today after. But yes, it's super exciting. I'm helping Monty. I'm still working on my license, but it's super, super exciting for me to see how it all goes before I get my license, see how the process works, see how many people we can bring in. We made a very nice open house advertising video and another big video project in the works. It's going to take many hours for me, but check it out once it comes out. 30 30 seconds of video and many hours of editing me. (laughs) So how's your podcast studio, your outdoor podcast studio? Not looking good. It's melting. I tried to sit in it and my butt got all wet. Oh, I felt (laughs) like one of my three or five year olds. I'm like, Dad, my diapers are wet. So, <laughs> so that was me. However, talking about outdoor studio, I'm following Autonomous Company on Facebook. Autonomous makes fancy computer desks. It's a standing computer desk with electronic lift and stuff. Yeah, Billy's got one of those. So yes, long story short, they have a giveaway this month. When you post your weirdest workplace, you're automatically <laughs> entering for a thousand dollar shopping spree. So I took a chance and I posted a picture from me for my outdoor studio and I'm doing pretty good. Chance is really good right now because I'm the only guy who entered. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm keeping my finger crossed it stays this way. That'll be right in the corner over here. Yeah, because I could definitely use a couple free desks. I love it. I love it. I had a closing this morning and I've been really active this week too. We started on the Airbnb house that I bought a couple weeks ago. Actually, last week we closed closed on that. We already have it fully demoed out, bought the cabinets and they're about to go in today, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of cruising along a lot faster than I had expected, which is great. So. Oh, for sure. You guys mean business on that. Rudy basically demoed the whole kitchen on the day you got the title. <laughs> yeah, he was in there and ready to roll. So, But he's got skin in the game too now. It's going to be partially his and just to see how hard he's working at it and going at it, seeing his motivation now that he's got a little bit of uh, skin in the game and it's pretty fun to watch him take the action and, and run with it i just kind of like been writing checks to him now and helping him rip wallpaper down he's been doing the rest so and him and mike d has been pretty awesome with those guys so anyway well today we wanted to test out a couple of things today so first of all if we could actually get four people in the studio which is pretty easy we did that no problem now we're going to see how it sounds on microphones uh, we brought the some really young entrepreneurs on today i just i turned 40 they they could almost be my kids if i made a mistake in high school no they're they're amazing so we have zach and jessica morgan on they're 23 three years old married couple but they are killing the real estate world right now as far as investors if you guys remember my brother's episode uh, they're actually part of building his team and they've been huge they're the rock and the foundation of that that organization there at wisconsin discount buyers and fox city's home buyers as well right so i get that right yeah sweet awesome so so zach and jess welcome aboard welcome to the studio guys hey thanks for having us Herzlichen willkommen zu dem Take Action Podcast. Ganz, ganz lieben Dank, dass du heute dabei bist. 
Hi, guys. So Yuri and Jess have actually known each other longer than I've known Jess and Zach, which is kind of cool. You guys, we always, I think Chives should probably sponsor this because we bring them up every week. But you guys met at Chives, right? Yeah, we met at Chives. Jessica started to work there and she was always happy. She was a good addition to our team. And as she was working, she was actually taking action and making money for her wedding with Zach. Yes, that's yeah. so true. That's yeah. actually one of the reasons why I started working at Chives is because I needed that quick cash to pay for our wedding. Yeah. That's always the beautiful part about restaurants and bars is instant gratification of coming home with a couple hundred dollars in your pocket at a busy place. I've bartended at a few places where you're happy to come home with ten dollars and it's enough to go to Taco Bell. Yeah, and for young kids when you're still trying to figure out what you're gonna do with your career, where you're going to school, I think working in the restaurant is amazing. You make the big chunk of money. I personally worked in Door County for a few summers when I was going back to school yeah. and I was able to pay my whole tuition with just with the cash I made over the summer working. So kids, listen, don't sit on Fortnite all day long, get out outside, <laughs> get a job at a restaurant or somewhere and have fun in the summer. You know you would have been blowing up Fortnite back in the day. <laughs> Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> Jess's story is pretty cool. It's a, it's similar to Yuri's, maybe not in the way that she didn't have to leave a dictatorship to have her freedoms for sure. Jess is actually from Germany. You moved over here when you were what, 16? Yes, in 2012. Yeah, and you're 23 now, right? Mm -hmm. Do you guys notice the accent at all? There's none. That always blows me away I know, when right? I talk with her. There's no accent with her. I always picture like, you know, the Germans with the strong language <laughs> and uh, accents and she has zero zero of it. You must have worked hard at that. Yes. And I think growing up, I grew up bilingual, so that definitely helped. Sure. How did you end up coming to the U.S.? Like, what was your story on that? Yeah. So a little backstory. I was born in Cologne, and then most of my young childhood years, I lived in Heidelberg, and then we lived in, we moved to Wiesbaden after that, which is about 20 minutes from Frankfurt. And the reason why we moved back to the States is because my grandparents, they actually retired in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Okay. And and then with them getting older and ha just some of their health issues, my family decided to move over here. Was your grandparents originally from here? They actually lived in Austria. Okay their whole lives and yeah, then retired here. With a very nice Austrian man when I was down in Cozumel. He could not stay buoyant though. He went from 30 feet to zero feet and he kept <laughs> bouncing around the whole time. I felt so bad for him, but uh, he was awesome. Herbert, if you're listening, you're my guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you ended up coming to the States, going to finishing up high school. And then after high school, what happened for you there? What, what direction did you decide to go with your life? Yes, I was actually all signed up, ready to go to college in Milwaukee area. And my family, we so we moved to Sheboygan first and actually lived with my grandparents in their basement for two years. And then my dad moved to the States a little bit later. Okay. And then as soon as he moved here, we found a house in Green Bay. And just because we didn't have my family together for the last two, three years, I really wanted to spend time with my family. So sure. instead of going to college and not seeing my family again, I moved to Green Bay with them. Cool. And then took a semester off and then went to technical college here. Sure. So for a young German girl transitioning to Wisconsin, that had to be pretty easy for you with the... Uh... <laughs> Access of beer. And, yeah. And brats. And brats, yeah. <laughs> brats, hamburgers. Yes. <laughs> but the culture is very different here. Very oh, laid sure. back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. So Zach, as you get done swinging that uh, can of bang there, so let's talk about your story. Where do you go to high school, and then what happened after high school, and then we'll get into how you guys met. Yeah, for sure. I was kind of a mixed bag. I was kind of I was homeschooled on and off throughout like middle school and high school. I was like half time at school, homeschooled, and then after my sophomore year, I went to uh, the University of Wisconsin. After that, kind of finished out sure. starting college early, finishing out high school, and. Kind of went from there. So a little unconventional, maybe. For sure. Do you think homeschooling helped you graduate sooner? Yeah, I would say so. I got to really explore the things that I wanted to do with my education. So it's like if I'm learning whatever subject kind of got to do, say it's history, I get to read the type of history or whatever that I wanted to do. That was good for me because I I have kind of shiny object syndrome. So like whatever I get, whatever I see, I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Like I want to go do that now. Yeah. So it kind of helped me to do that. Zach took over my role at uh, Fox City's Homebuyers. So I just decided to go do my own thing and let Corey build his thing. But Zach was a perfect he was better than me he's he fit in really well and he has the longevity there uh because he gets to call people every two minutes to help his shiny object syndrome so yeah definitely helps it's always new it definitely (laughs) is for sure when we had that one guy call said he was gonna kill me that was cool Uh, oh yeah let's keep you on your toes i kill you (laughs) (laughs) that's what he said i think he meant to say i call you but he sounded like i kill you oh okay could have been both yeah you never know you never know yeah it was a very eastern asian accent for sure cool so how did you guys meet you're 23 years old you're already married so some people are going to say what the hell are you doing are you married already Uh, as we were talking before we got on the podcast you know it doesn't sound like it was that difficult we got a little soulmate syndrome here how did you guys end up meeting and how'd you get here yeah so we met at 16 yes at a friend's wedding we're both actually working the wedding so we're probably breaking the rules some extracurriculars talking to each other (laughs) (laughs) but you can't talk to each other when you work now you guys work together every day yeah yeah so that's by design i guess yeah i guess so (laughs) That was supposed to happen, right? Yeah, so we're both working the wedding, and yeah, we met there, and... Zach actually asked me to dance at the end of the night six times, and I said no six times. Just because, I mean, I was 16, I was quite shy, and I didn't... you just moved here, too. I just moved here, and I didn't know this guy, so... He's this creepy American guy. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the night, we just started talking and it felt like we've known each other our whole lives, which was really cool. And then we found out we go to the same church and then we kept seeing each other at church and then we started hanging out. So we've been together for seven years now and three of those we've been married. So wait, you didn't meet on Snapchat? No. No Snapchat. <laughs> no Snapchat. And I no. just want to clarify that. <laughs> This relationships can still happen, kids, if you're not on yes. social media. Yeah. By actually going out and meeting somebody at a different place and talking to them verbally. Amazing. Anyway, Zach and Jess has very nice story here and we keep talking in our podcast all the time. Don't be afraid to fail. And even with Zach's story, he asked Jess not once, not twice, but six, six times. times and <laughs> And it worked out seven yeah. years later. They're yeah. sitting next to each other with big smiles on their face, talking to me and Yura. So I would say your life's pretty much successful at this point. Yeah, and thank goodness she said no, because if I did have to dance, it probably wouldn't happen after that. <laughs> <laughs> probably would have been no relationship if that's we did true. actually dance. That, that wasn't going to go well. Yeah, that's very so. true. Okay, so now that you guys met, you're married, we know all the story about that now, which is great. So the thing that I think, which is really, really cool for you guys, and really the main reason I wanted to bring you on here, other than your cool people, is you guys are 23 years old and you guys are building real estate portfolios. You're in the game every single day, wholesaling, buying, renting, maybe flipping at some point. Mm -hmm. Like what got you into that? I mean, obviously you can start with like your real estate license and then Mm -hmm. 
you know, kind of go from there. Yeah, while I was working at Chives, got my license and I was an active agent for a year. I still have my license today. I'm just not tied to a broker, so I can't actively sell. I can just refer people. Which, so, by the way, I just learned about the other day. I didn't. I thought you had to be tied to a broker to even receive referral commission, mm -hmm. but you don't, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So from there, I mean, I just fell in love with real estate, helping people find the perfect dream home, and it just that really uh, gave me a lot of fulfillment. Um, and I got addicted to real estate. And then Zach was actually in insurance at the time. And well, okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. So I was an agent. <laughs> and then I came across Corey and Carrie's ad at Fox City's Home Buyers as an office assistant. So I started with them and I just loved what they were all about. And then Zach got started with them as as well because mm -hmm. we were growing mm -hmm. yeah and even further back back in my personal training days i mean i would always train people in real estate i guess i thought they were all real estate agents because i didn't right. know what else was like in the world yeah you like, just what all these possibilities agent, are. you have somebody in the middle that buys and sells and then yeah. that's it but there's, yeah. there's a whole once you get past that and you educate yourself it's like holy crap there is so much more to real estate mm -hmm. than than what meets the eye so anyway go ahead yeah yeah so back in uh personal training right out actually uh in high school to through kind of college years, I was doing personal training and I would always train these real estate people that are, they were always like our target pretty much. So right. like, I don't know, our managers, everything would always be like, hey, go talk to that person. That person's a real estate agent, you know, like they got money. They can pay for training classes. Boy, always I hope do so. Yeah. Hope so <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was kind of always our target. And I was always like, man, what are these people doing? Like, I don't know, like buy and sell houses, whatever, like the transactional part, but like, like why are these people so successful? So yeah. that was kind of what piqued interest and then running into people like, uh, well, not running into, but online, like Grant Cardone and yeah. and these, you know, big mogul people, seeing what they're doing and what's possible. Right. It was just cool. We got introduced kind of to that world. Yeah, like, for sure. Possibilities are endless. For sure. And, you know, Corey's obviously been a huge influence on you guys. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. for me, but even though he's my little brother, he's kind of like saw a different way of thinking as far as, you know, the nine to five lifestyle that we're all brought up and we're, we're told to do is go to school for for your eight until you're 18. And then you make a decision if you want to go for five more. And, and then if you do that, there's a good chance you're going to put yourself in student loan debt for the rest of your life. And then you're going to pay that off while you're working a nine to five job for 40 years. And then when you're done working for 40 years, you might have a little bit of time to spend all that money you might have saved up over the course of time. And I think one thing that's cool about you guys is you realize like you don't have to do that to be considered successful. And I think the other thing is, is I think you guys are already like way beyond your years as far as worrying about what other people think of you and caring about what you should be. You're just you. And that's the thing mm -hmm. I, I love about you guys is you guys are just, you're doing your thing and, and I think that's huge. Yeah, it's amazing. You're mature, you know what you're doing. When I was 23, year, <laughs> 23 years old, <laughs> my auntie knows what was going on. I wanted, I wanted to chase girls. No, I was doing the same thing, man. I wanted to... <laughs> Party. I had nothing to do with school until I was almost 30. So heads up goes to you guys. It's very motivational, especially for our young listeners to see people that successful at such a young age, knowing what they do and love what they're yeah. doing. And I think the cool thing is too, we live in the post Google era now. Mm -hmm. When I was 23 years old, 
Google was just starting out. Like that's when it first launched. We were all brainwashed, think nine to five, work that way. So anybody who's under the age of, or over the age of 38-ish, we never grew up in a world. We had Tech Mobile and Nintendo and we had Oregon Trail and some other stuff online. <laughs> we really didn't have access to the information that they have now. Like you can go on YouTube, you can figure out things. There's so many videos on YouTube just about real estate investing or yeah. being, being a real estate agent or whatever you want to do. You want to be an artist. Bob Ross is everywhere now on there. You know, like stuff like that. You can go and do whatever. So I think it's cool that you guys like, obviously we blast a little bit. The older generations blast the younger millennial mm-hmm. generation. And even, I don't know, what's the next generation behind them? The Zoomers. The Zoomers? Gen Z's. Yeah, yeah the Z's. <laughs> so, I mean, we're every year, but like when, when, when I was younger, like, oh, you kids these days. It's like, damn, dude. Like, you're the parent. Make me how I should be, right? Like, our kids have been right. born the same way for 100,000 years. You're the one molding us. So, but you guys, you guys see a different light. So anyway, talk a little bit about that, like how, like your philosophy on bigger picture type stuff that you guys have seen. So like yeah. your generation, anybody listening to this might get a grasp of for what sure. you're doing. Yeah, you're so young. Like, uh, why'd you get married so early and everything? I think it actually really helped that we had each other mm-hmm. when we were that young. We could kind of like, we didn't, we weren't spending so much time on chasing chasing girls or chasing boys all of that that whole scene we were just like we had each other we're like cool what are we gonna do mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just to be able to kind of see see ahead and what we wanted to achieve what we wanted our lives to be like part of the reason why we didn't go to college completely like we were both i think i did a semester mm-hmm. we were both signed up for the same school we were like four-year programs we're going to school we were sitting down like uh in our in my parents living room what the week the, before yes. that it was going to start like next week and we were looking at the statements and everything and like we both did pretty good in school you did well yeah a lot better than i did in school so you had like awesome right scholarships answer. and it's the right answer no matter what that was the yeah, right yeah. answer yeah <laughs> like good scholarships everything like we're looking at our statements of what we're gonna owe kind of like you said like all this debt by the time we're done with it and we're like holy cow like we're gonna graduate without probably the ability to pay this off and we're gonna pay this forever it's like right. what are we doing here and i was already doing what i was going to school for as a trainer yeah. that's what my degree would have got me so and we always looked at it as our money. Like when we were dating too, yeah, yeah. like, okay, it's let's say $30,000 a semester or a year for you and 30 for me. So that's 60 a year at, at the end of four years. Quarter million dollars. That's insane. Yeah. Plus yeah. interest. Yeah. Plus right. you think too, just as how relationships go, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now you guys make this decision to finish up four years. You're on a trainer's income. And we know that personal trainers starting out don't, make anything no. like you have to own the gym for a few years to get money out of yeah being a trainer so you guys would have been a quarter of a million dollars in the hole think about the stress that would have on your relationship yeah. you guys made like a decision long term for yourselves at 18 years old instead of worrying about keeping up with the joneses and mm-hmm. you know going to university of Mad- wisconsin madison is amazing who wouldn't want to go there in, in those ages but even then if you guys would have went there who knows there's some candy running around all over the place so yeah right that sort of thing you just you muddled it up but you guys saw a bigger picture and i love it again a very mature decision for the situation you guys were in which is great because you would have been in my situation even though I was a two-sport athlete in college and on scholarships I wasn't a full ride athlete I didn't have my parents gave me groceries but they said hey we're not paying for school you want to go to school you go to school and they didn't have the money anyway so there I sit half of my schooling's paid for but I'm still $28,000 in student loan debt when I'm done and I just paid it off like the day before my 40th birthday I just wow, paid it that's off awesome. so I've been, yeah that's it's awesome. great but I was paying out 16 years to be a two-sport athlete athlete in college to pay $28,000 to have those experiences, I would do it all 
over again, knowing that would be the main reason. Like for me, I should have never went to college. It's just not who I am. You can learn sales. You can learn Mm -hmm. those sort of things without going and getting a four-year degree. I could have got my real estate license at 18 or 19 years old and then built a business and I'd have my own brokerage and all those other things now. And now Mm -hmm. I'm just starting at 40. Again, you know, sometimes college is about finding yourself and having those experiences. Again, I don't regret it. It's all learning and who I became. Mm -hmm. Hindsight for anybody listening to this podcast, if you're in high school or even in your first year or second year of college and you don't see something that you're going to do for the rest of your life, get out. Nobody's going to fault you if you don't get your college education. It doesn't matter as much now unless you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer Mm -hmm. where you actually need it. But if you're getting a a sales degree, get out. Come learn with me. I can teach you real estate. (laughs) Yeah, just go do it. That's one of those things you got to just go do it. Like eat dirt for a while. Yeah. You'll figure it out along the way. That was the best advice I got when, when I started working in real estate and becoming an agent. And I think I've given this advice to Yuri too, was be prepared to eat shit for two years. Yep. That was the advice they gave me. And mentally I was like, okay, all right. Am I willing to sacrifice two years for the long-term gains? Mm-hmm. But it was nice for me. I'm obviously another job, so I'm able to handle that. But in some people, it's always best to transition into that. But for, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to try and see. And if I fail, so what? I'll try something else later. Mm-hmm. You know, that That's sort of awesome. Because like, if you're just on the same path with everybody else, just going to college or going to your nine to five job. But if you have bigger goals, you're going to have to put in those extra yeah. hours mm-hmm. and grind and hustle, like stay up those long nights yep. so you can live like nobody else right. is living down the road. For sure. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, like college is there for a reason. And, yes. yeah, and there is sure. the, college is for the right person. But I think for those kids who go to college, don't really have an idea of what they want to do. Maybe they're not on scholarship and they're just going because they're brought up to say that I need to go mm-hmm. to college. Don't go get some work experience. Maybe try a couple of different things. Like I always think like people should do internships right out of high school mm-hmm. in areas of interest where, you know, hey, I want to do something in marketing. Maybe I want to be a doctor, but I'm not sure. Well, then you can go work in hospitals and maybe make 10 or $15 an hour, but you're getting valuable experience. Or like mm-hmm. for people who want to be entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. why would you go to college to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> exactly. They, they have like degrees for entrepreneurship now, but I why? I don't get it. Go learn from, go intern with Gary V. Yeah. He'll, he'll take you on for free. Go work for, if you're willing to put the work in and get the lessons from these top end entrepreneurs, go do that. Mm-hmm. You know, go work at a restaurant at night and make that. So that's mm-hmm. how I would do things differently now if I wasn't an athlete in college because I really didn't know what I want to do. I changed my major five times. That should have told me something there. Yeah, for sure. And as we mentioned before, you get out of a high school, you get your googly eyes, kids go to college. But for some of them, it takes two, three years or after they study already to realize that this is something they don't yeah. want to do. And you already at least $50,000 yeah. in debt for something you'll never use in your life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even if my own experience, I graduated from high school, I was 18. I went to Belarusian State Economic University to study marketing and economics. BSEU. Oh, it was a prestige university in my country. It was hard to get in. I did it, but for the first two years, like I mentioned before, I had no interest in studying. I got off the high school, had my drinking license in mind, chasing girls, partying. So it took me four years back in Belarus. Then I moved to United States, kind of took me five years just to free float, get my life back together. I moved all by myself, so I needed to save up a little bit. But when I went to college second time around here in United States, it was a completely different story. I knew what I was going to do. I liked the program I was going to. The education was so different from my country. I loved it. However, after 
university, I graduated, and a lot of the times kids thinking, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get my degree and I'm gonna start popping 60, 70k right away. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, and a lot of, yep, and a lot of the times it's, it's all about who you know, whether you live in Belarus, Europe, Turkey, India, Australia, a lot of the times it's all about who you know. So bringing it back to me, I graduated from here, from University of Wisconsin at Green Bay, and I was looking for a job, but at the entry level, Green Bay is a little smaller city, probably will be better in Milwaukee or Chicago, but with my entry level, the offers I was getting for a job was $14 an hour. Mm -hmm. So if you do your math after your benefits and your taxes, I was making about $9 an hour. And I was thinking to myself, why would I want to do this to myself? Right. <laughs> I make literally twice as much, at least back, back in the day, twice as much working in the restaurant, working less hours. So for young kids, before you sign up for something, make sure you like it. Follow somebody, do the internship, do not get quarter million dollars in loans for something you're not gonna like yeah for sure I think like to kind of what you were saying on that point of like going out and getting the experience like if you have an idea somewhat of what you want to do like just go try and do it right mm -hmm. and if you well if you either suck at it yeah. or maybe you're really good at it but you find out you don't actually want to do that probably that's kind of what I did with personal training like just out of high school I was like I think this is like what I want to do I was thinking maybe physical therapy down the road but like personal training is kind of the start so I applied at a gym that I probably shouldn't have got hired at and I was just persistent like I kept going in there being like hey just want to make sure you guys got you're my persistent <laughs> yeah surprise <laughs> I just want to make sure you got my application. And they're like, yeah, we got it. And I kept calling them, calling them. Finally, they offered to actually have me in an interview. And then I got it. Of course, the description is bachelor's degree in exercise science, two years training experience, all that type of stuff. I'm like, hey, I've never done this before, but I've watched a few YouTube videos and I lost a bunch of weight in high school. Can I help other people? And they brought me on. But like doing that, I got that experience early. I got yeah. to do that for, what, four or five years probably. And I was like, yeah, this is not something I want to do yeah. long term. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets to that point too. And you might love something for a while and, and then you want to change, but then you just change. There's nothing wrong with moving on. Mm -hmm. It's important to, to do that. You take the lessons you learned from your previous employment and what you learned in life mm -hmm. over that period of time and then you just move on. That is so good. That's so true. And mm -hmm. for sure. And even with Zach's story here, it's amazing how he completely switched the direction from personal training into finding love in real estate. All right, so you guys are crushing it. Let's talk a little bit about what you guys have bought so far at 23 years old. What do you guys own right now? You don't have to like talk about how much if you don't want to, but like as far as net worth or anything like that. Mm. You have your own house now, right? Yep. And you bought that with equity, right? Yeah. How we much bought. out of pocket did your first house cost you? Like $500. Wow. I think. But actually, so while we were still living in our apartment last year, yeah. we bought the duplex and that cost us, well, actually we got paid at closing to buy that one. Yeah, yeah, that one we actually <laughs> got money out of that was more than free yeah we, while we were still renting we didn't have our own house yet i remember we ended our lease because i was like we're not renting anymore like yeah. we're gonna build some equity i remember something. you guys building up to that yeah 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 so we can't like put in our notice and cancel our lease no idea where we're gonna go and then a duplex came along through the company that we work for and we're like we're buying this so we bought and closed on the duplex got paid at closing how much did you get paid at closing out. I was like 200? Yeah, it was like 260. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so two, 260 on your duplex purchase. How much did you have to put into it to rehab? Uh, I think we put maybe a total of like five grand out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, you did. So basically, you got a duplex that you have leased out now, right? Both yep. sides? Yep. Mm -hmm. How much are you cash flowing? Uh, after our principal interest, tax insurance, all of that stuff, management, we make about 760 a month. 760 a month. So yep. you guys put in five grand, well, 4,800. Now you get 760 a month. Over one year, you've paid off the whole entire, almost, 
almost one year, basically. Yeah, you've paid off the entire rehab. Yeah. And now you're just cash flowing infinitely. Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep. And we got equity in it too. Yeah. So we got about another, well, depending on if we look at our appraisal. So, so 70%, so you got 30% equity in it too. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that yep. a lend, yep. lender would only give you 70% on it. So Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. So you have 30% equity. Let's say it's a hundred, even so it might not be, but let's just say it's a hundred thousand dollar duplex. Just on that alone, you made $30,000. Mm-hmm. If you were yep. to go and like tomorrow, have me go and list it. Mm-hmm. And you'd make $30,000. Incredible. Yep. And you paid $5,000 for it, basically. Yep. Yeah. And, and now then it's free. With our, it's our long-term flip because we're living in it now, our house. That's what um, they call house hacking. <laughs> <laughs> we got a commercial loan for that one. Mm-hmm. And they actually gave us money to repair the property. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. want to explain yep. more? So we got a commercial <laughs> bank to cover the purchase yep. and the rehab on it. Mm-hmm. So the after repair value is what they took yep. the value on. So let's say I do, this is how I do almost all of my properties is mm-hmm. how I do this. So... Let's say you have a house that's worth $200,000 after repairs. A a lender will oftentimes, well, the right lender, not oftentimes, I should say. You have to find the right one. But there's smaller banks out there that will loan you up to 80% of the after repair value with the understanding. ARV. ARV. Corey Raymond's favorite words, ARV. So they'll lend you up to $160,000 on a $200,000 house. You have a house for free that you can rehab however you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do that a lot with flipping. In essence, let's just use those two examples. And we know your duplex is worth more than 100. And I don't know how much your house is worth, but I'm guessing where you live, it's probably around 200. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just on those two purchases alone, you guys spent $4,500 with rehab out of pocket. And now your net worth is $70,000 more, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. 23 years old, everybody. I think from those two, I think we calculated pretty close to 100, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Between the two, which is like, yeah, which is mind blowing. And the craziest thing is, is in reality, if you find the right deals, anybody can do it. Right. It's just scary. People look at big numbers and they're scared to step because they're worried about what happened. Yeah, for sure. We've had a lot of help with that too. I mean, just with Corey kind of giving us a push and seeing you do stuff and other people that we're connected with now doing stuff. It's like, okay, this is not like, we're not going to die. We're not going to lose everything. Like, it's going to be a little bit scary. There's always an out, though. Right. You can always sell it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the biggest fear, I think, is people worrying about what other people think about them. If you do Mm -hmm. fail... And once you get past that, everybody should fail. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to fail in order to grow. Once you get past that initial fear of worrying about what other people think about you and what's the worst that could happen, other than somebody dying in the house, like, there's really nothing (laughs) that can happen. A fire happens, you got insurance. Right. You can run into a rough patch where something in your personal life's happened and you need need cash. Now you can go sell that place and pull that out of there. Or if Mm -hmm. your renters are paying it down, now you can pull the equity out tax-free and use that for a temporary loan and then still somebody else is paying your loan for you. Yeah. That's cool. That's how cool real estate is. I love it. It's mm-hmm. the, the fun part once you get past the fear factor. Yeah, and don't be afraid to try. Like, even with your flips, you were came out even or even lost, oh, I lost money on, on a few of your deals, but now you're just killing it. Well, yeah, and it's I'm not, I'm not afraid anymore. That's the other thing is, yeah, I lost money. I'm still alive. I'm still here. There's more houses out there that you can make money on. So what? You just go to the next one. I know people have done it and they've lost money on the first one and they scream and cry and, and they're done. And that's and sometimes it's not for everybody. You know, that, that's the other thing is you got to find where your passion's at. If it's not real estate, okay. But don't complain if somebody becomes a real estate mogul and makes multi-millions and millions of dollars. All of a sudden you're going to bitch because they have a whole bunch of money and you decided you didn't want to do it. That's on you. Anybody can make money in real estate state. That's the cool thing. It's all level playing field until you gain leverage. So anyway, we were talking about leverage 
and how real estate creates that leverage. And you guys are already building that up for yourself. So what's next for you guys after these couple of properties that you, you have going? What's the next plan? More apartments. Apartments? Yeah. Yep. Building that passive income yep. on the side. We want to pay off our duplex. That's mm -hmm. one of our goals this year. So we can use it as a chess piece to yep. buy more. Yep. And yep. then creating some savings for so us So everything well. you guys are getting, I assume you're just dumping right back into the duplex end? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just rolling it right into it? Mm -hmm. Yep. The old real estate parlay. Mm -hmm. And that's a good way. You guys figure out at a young age what you want to do. For me, who's 38, just starting, it's going to take a little bit. You guys are so much younger. You're going to have such a better chance on, on doing this successfully. Yeah. I mean, but you're still young. Yeah. Well, I'm still young. Yeah. I wish I discovered this before I turned 30. I oh, wish I, I... We all say that. But I know. We okay. all say, oh, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Just like Gary Vee always says, regret is poison. So yeah. mm -hmm. let's just focus on moving forward. You're 38 now, man. You got like... And think about this. Like I just turned 40. I've been working for 12, 14 years. Let's say after college traditional life, I've been working for 18 years, right? I'm supposed to work till I'm 65. I'm not even halfway through my working life yet. Mm -hmm. And... I'm figured this out. So like for you at 38, you're not even through halfway through your working life. Think about what you can do in five years or two years, even one year. Look at how far I've come in like a year and a half with seven different properties I've either flipped or sold or, you know, held. I like guess pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I don't have regrets anymore because I know we are going in the right direction. <laughs> regrets for sure, man. Regrets. None of them. None regrets. So, all right. So we know you guys, your plans, apartment buildings, other things, yeah. I think as far as your like future right now, it stands all things are, are real estate, right? Yeah. Real estate investing, mm -hmm. sending me leads. Yep. Yep. Good. Good. <laughs> keep keep working those phones, Zach. So now we got the portion. We're going to switch it back. You guys get to ask questions now. The only question you can't ask is, why did Yuri move here? Because we've covered that. Why did I start a podcast? Those are your only two questions you can't ask most. us. Otherwise, okay. each of you get to ask a couple questions. Anything you want. Yeah. Q&A. Anything we want. Yep. I got a question we for you. We can edit it out if, you don't like, if we don't like the question. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what got you started in real estate? Yeah, great question. So for me, really, I mean, obviously, Corey was the push I needed. I've always looked at real estate differently. I think even when I first got out, I always saw, like I just never did, and this is one of my regrets, but I never did enough deep diving into, <laughs> Jess is over there laughing her ass off about regrets. So, <laughs> like I never really took the deep dive into it. I always like was reading books and like trying to figure out, and the numbers always just seemed to make sense for me. Mm -hmm. And I understood equity early on, like maybe not as early as you guys did, but I understood how powerful equity was. My first house that I actually did was I bought a lot for way under value. And then my wife and I built our first house in 2006. So when we got done with the house, we already had, now this is when when banks would give you money for no reason at all. Like my credit score was awful, like a 450 or 500. I mean, it was terrible. And I got out of college, I just bought stuff because I wanted to be the cool guy. And then I didn't have a way to pay for it. And then, so they took her income, which was $8.50 an hour at the time and gave her a $195,000 loan. Wow. Jesus. And then you wonder why the market crashed in <laughs> yeah, 2009. Right, yeah. Like that was in 2005 and in 2006. The cool thing for us was I like I realized okay I I fought my ass off to like get my credit score up. Like I started picturing that sort of thing. I just dug myself such a hole. 
it took me a while to get into that. And then when we, in 2008-9 came around, I sold my business at the time because we were just basically treading water and it wasn't worth it any time and I started working where I was. Then Corey started talking about real estate, passive income, all this other stuff. And so I started paying attention to what he was doing. I've always been the guy that's kind of brought him along and led him along. He's always been like way more like talented at sales and other things. So he just, I don't even try competing with him anymore because it's not me. I just can't work on the same level that he can and I, I choose not to now. I still like pay attention to what he does and kind of do my things my own ways. And just seeing what he was doing, I was like, oh, this is the shit I thought about like 10 years ago. And I was reading books on it. And I saw, I was even seeing like infomercials and I'm like, oh, this stuff makes a lot of sense. So then for me, like it was just, okay. And then Corey just kind of like, hey, he just told me, he's like, dude, you're buying your first duplex this week. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, we're, we're done talking. We're going to do this. Nice. And I said, okay, cool. Let's do it. He showed me the numbers. It just needed to click. Mm -hmm. And then I just needed a way to like figure out, because I already had the contracting background. I was already doing that, you know, so I wasn't scared about the rehabs or anything like that. It was just a matter now of finding the right people, the right team and putting that into play. And it all worked out. There were, I mean, I went through every growing pain you possibly could starting out, but they're flushed out now. So now I have a strong team of people around me. Yuri's been amazing with just like marketing and doing those sort of things. My contractors, I have three or four guys I can go to that I know they're going to give me a fair and honest price and no bullshit. Flushed all that out now. So I have a system and, and I'm comfortable. But to answer your question, it was more of kind of like a 10 year just paying attention type thing. And then finally it was like, I got to finally do something about this. Stop listening to all the outside noises too. Oh, you do this, you, you could fail. Well, I could, yeah. you know, that was always the thing. It's like, well, I put could failure, could be a failure over, could be a successful person. And so mm -hmm. like, it's always that in between that I think we live in. Nobody wants to fail, rightfully so. But once you get past that fear of failure, then you can be successful. So that's kind of mm -hmm. like what happened with me there. Fail forward yeah yep yeah. yeah we talked about that with aaron a couple weeks ago and how he did that when he was at army playing football aaron armstrong mm -hmm. and it was all about failing forward every single time mm -hmm. and i think that's what i've done i'm not successful by any means yet compared to a lot of people but you're going in the right direction yeah, yeah. moving forward yeah, it's my success you know it's not i don't care like, right i'm not going to be grant cardone tomorrow you yeah know? <laughs> you know it's it's just not going to be that way and i'm really loving being an agent too so i'm just having fun i think that's the thing is as long as i can pay my bills and have fun doing it then I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And even if you compare yourself, like not to anybody else, but to, your, to yourself, right? A year ago, two years ago, ten years ago, whatever. Right. It's like mega oh, successful yeah. compared to that. Like for I, sure. I always think that's so cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, and even yeah. Greg Cardone, like you said, he didn't start till he was how old? What? He's like, almost forty. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So maybe I'm so you're on your way. You're almost there. The next yeah. GC. There you go. Ten exit, baby. <laughs> All right. What, what else you got for us, guys? Okay. So random question, but if you could be on anybody's podcast, who? Whose podcast would you be on? Yuri, you're up on this one. I'm a technical nerd, so I would maybe I would prefer to do like a computers, technology, e even something with cars. I love cars. Yeah, so mean, that will be probably my number one choice. Do you love cars because the the way that Belarusian and Russian women would just like find a random car and go get their picture taken and look sexy on them. Is that why you love cars? No, because I grew up pretty poor and I never had the car. And I moved to United States and I realized if you work hard enough, then you can get it. And all of my cars, I babysitted all of my cars. I did 
projects with them, cool stuff. So it was a good good way to spend my personal time and have a healthy hobby. If you ever want to, mm-hmm. yeah, and if you ever want to find or identify a Russian woman, just bring her in a car lot. You'll find out. She'll be taking pictures <laughs> in front of the cars, next to the cars, posing. For sure. Every yeah. single time. I'm like, well, no questions on that one. That's a Russian over there. Yeah. <laughs> no Eastern European. <laughs> Eastern yep. European, yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, my favorite too, and actually how I started loving podcasts, is actually listening to like the Sims and Lefko show because I'm such a football nerd and they swore on there. So I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. So, But now they've, they've split up. Now they each have their own podcast. Lefko is kind of like the cool dude who interviews all these NFL players and guys. And he's just a, he's a dude. He calls everybody like the 33%. So he himself and then his guest and then the rest of the 33%, which is, I think, really cool. Sims is more of a football nerd. Like he breaks down film. So I love that part about it. Those two were great. Those were really the first podcast I listened to. Obviously, Gary Vee would be awesome. I feel like he would just hammer me the whole time though. Yeah. But he would be great to be on with. And then, you know, obviously Joe Rogan's awesome. So yeah. he would be the one I would think like everybody wants to be on the Joe Rogan show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Joe Rogan probably yeah. would be one of the tops. Yeah. Yeah. Jess, what like... about you? Um, hmm. I don't know. We were on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, which was a huge goal of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys actually were on the podcast though, right? Yeah. 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 It just yeah. came out like last week, I think. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Check guys, it out. Did you guys record it here? <laughs> yeah. We did. Yeah. See? Yeah. I was the like, take wait a action studio. My studio. The take yeah. action studio for sure. Our studio. Um, all right. Any other questions? Come on. You guys have to come with two. So you got one more left each. One more left each, huh? Usually I just throw oh, yeah, on usually the Oh, yeah. We usually just <laughs> surprise. Like, wait a minute. All right. What's next as far as you go for real estate? Oof. What's this, what's this year look like for you? What's this year look like? Yeah. Uh, right now it's day to day. Like I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and still do the activities that I need to as an agent right now. So I have literally zero expectations right now for what's gonna happen this year. There's things I want to happen. Like as we talk about with Billy a lot of times on here is I'm, I'm trying to get a system in play. I'm trying to you know bring Yuri along as well. And at the same time, build my build my clientele, build my personal brand. So I think for me, it's just about branding and, and getting myself as a reputable agent is probably my number one thing for this year. Awesome. Sure. So Yuri, what about you with real estate? Well, I'm still working on my license, but I'm kind of like similar goals. I wanna start somewhere. I know it's not gonna be successful right away, but we got the right to for sure. We have exceptional marketing, exceptional customer service skills. Our marketing plan is to build our team as team of realtors who yeah. go one or two steps above what anyone yeah. else would do. We want to give people something they cannot get from anybody else. Yeah, That's our do, goal. One of the cool things I think we just started doing with my flip, and it was more of a, a test, but also I need to sell it. But we're going to start doing video walkthroughs like mm-hmm. of everybody's houses, whether it's a $90,000 listing or a million dollar listing and narrate it too. So people actually get like a real sense of what they're seeing as they go through it. I think there's realtors out there that do videos and they do that sort of thing, which is cool. But first of all, only I think 9% of realtors use video as a wow. as a marketing tool. So there's a huge, I think that's what it was, like 9%, but 78% of people watch videos that look at, at real mm-hmm. estate from those mm-hmm. videos. So I think that's a huge area for us to market, but I think if we narrate it and do some explaining as to what's in that area, I think that brings tremendous value to people who are buying in 
and obviously selling. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And Jess, you got one more? Okay. Yes. Who came up with the name for the podcast and how did you come up with the name? Wow. That's a great question. How did we come up with the name? You just took action. Well, that's kind of like, <laughs> well, how we came up with it was pretty simple. My progress over the last, you know, at the time, I let the last 14 or 16 months of, of what I was doing from getting into the thing was like weight loss, starting like where Corey gave me the push to like get over my fear of buying the houses and, and doing that. So that was like really the behind the scenes like the mentality behind it I think that's kind of like we just discussed it and we're like how can we get other people because I'm just a normal dude how can we get somebody else that's just a normal regular guy that's kind of struggling and just half-assing through life how can we get them to take action and then I think Yuri and I just looked at each other and we're like yeah I think that's it yeah we came out with take action relatively quick once we figure out what we wanted to do with a podcast that we wanted to be motivational inspirational at the end of the day we hear for you guys we heard to help you up and get you up on your feet and make you not be scared and take extra steps so once we figure out the theme of a podcast i think that our catch name pretty, pretty quickly easy. like we just we i think we looked it up we looked at a couple of different options and we looked it up and to see if there was any other take action podcast which there was but most of them only had like three or four episodes or six episodes that never that didn't have any longevity to them so we we're like mm-hmm. let's roll with it and see what happens so that's pretty cool i think at this point we'd be remiss if we didn't let you guys talk about representing tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing right now and where you work what you're doing and how people can find you. Yeah, for sure. So we work for, well, with the, like the shirt I got on here. It's not a video. I know it's not a video, but Come on, I can man. narrate a little bit. <laughs> Fox City's home buyers. So essentially what we're doing is we're helping people maybe in tough situations or who need to get a house sold, cash for cash for houses, get them sold quick, can help people in tougher spots. Now, the other side of that on the investment side, Wisconsin Discount Properties, kind of the other side of the company yep. is helping new investors, senior investors, you know, experienced people, not experienced people get into these properties. The cool thing is with no money, no money in yeah. it, kind of like how we did. So yep. get into discounted properties and be able to start and grow their portfolios and grow their careers. So very cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. check out our websites. <laughs> yeah. What are your websites? Plug the socials. It's WisconsinDiscountProperties.com and then FoxCitiesHomeBuyers.com. Yep. Both very good. One thing I was really impressed with to see how much it's grown since I was since I worked there for only a couple months. But you guys have 119 reviews on Google right now, which is just amazing for considering. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're getting the buyer and the seller side, but just like what you've been able to do and with you guys and Corey and and just the the building of the brand and also really helping people. Not just I think the one thing that wholesalers get a bad rap on is like you guys get a property and you're taking advantage of somebody, but in essence. Very rarely does it ever come to a situation where you're doing something that somebody doesn't want to happen. Right. Usually they put themselves in that position and you're bailing mm-hmm. them out. And that was the really cool thing. And when you read all the reviews, you talk about how much hell some of these people have been through. Or even right. the, you know the house that we worked on together with the Ridge Road one where mm-hmm. she had terrible tenants and then a pipe burst. And right. she just wanted out. And no matter what way, and Zach and Jess and their team at Fox City's Home Buyers were able to help her out. And then on the other side of it, I was able to go in and get a property that was distressed, undervalued, but something that I can make some money on as well. And on the buy, my ARV, it was 205 with the after repair.
fair value and I got it for 135. Mm-hmm. So just on the buy alone, I got to stick 20 into it or 25 into it. But if I were to go sell it in two months, I could easily make 40, 50 thousand dollars just on that. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a win for everybody. Yeah, I Absolutely. love it. We're helping her get out of her terrible situation. There's really no other option. There was her case really. Yeah, especially after that pipe burst and like <laughs> stuff. It felt like kept, she stuff was, kept going wrong. Yeah, like, she was yeah. like she called. I called her that one day, which is not typical. It's not like you know usually the buyer and the seller connect, but I called yeah. her that one day and she's like, I just, I just want to be done. I'm like, don't worry. I'm still going to buy the house from you. I just yeah. want to make sure we're on the same page and everything is good. Mm-hmm. And she was so relieved just to hear me tell her that. So that yep. was, that was good. Yeah. yeah. And we're really upfront with everybody from the start oh, yeah. and we present both options. I mean, we mm-hmm. refer a lot of people to listings because we know they can get more for their house or sure. they do choose the convenient option of selling it on their timeline or quick or however they wish. So, yep. So if you guys are in Northeast Wisconsin listening and you know anybody or are in a distressed situation, give Zach and Jess and, and their team a call or call me first. <laughs> I might be able to help you out yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, as the listing agent, maybe we can provide a couple of different avenues to give you an out there and yeah, they're going to take care of you. And if you have any apartment buildings you're looking to uh, offload, yes. let us all know. We'll tag team that one we for want. sure. <laughs> yep. You guys opened that magic search window we're talking about. It's called Google A. Google A. <laughs> you type in Fox City Home Buyers yep. and Wisconsin Discount Properties. In the meantime, then you use the same window a few minutes later and you type in Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. And we will be within first few searches. Our name is pretty unique. And you find any of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Public Radio, Stitcher, and like I said, say blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So basically any site which hosts podcasts we are there we are here for you guys to help anyone and today was another phenomenal story of two people who fell in love they were soulmates and they actually figure out at a young age they were not fooling around they figure out at a young age what they wanted to do they found their passion and they love what they're doing and just gonna progress with their dreams yeah get to their final goal so that's how you take action for sure for sure well thanks a lot guys for coming on it was awesome next week we'll have a little update on the uh the book of empty pages and brandon rockstro came on a couple of months ago to promote and uh, he's doing some amazing things and this was the cool thing about the take action podcast was it gave him the uh the motivation to start doing it pretty excited to share that story with you a little bit and we don't know who's going to be on next week but we'll uh we'll figure that out and we'll figure out we'll go from there and in the meantime, I know this podcast is going to launch on Monday 9. However, if you guys remember, maybe even day later, on Sunday, March 8th, it's actually International Women's Day. Jess knows about it. You guys don't celebrate it much in the United States, but it's a, it's mm-hmm. National European Day. So do something nice for your loved one. Buy your wife some flowers, cook her dinner, take a little more action, take care of her kids, give her a little break, or bring home a huge bottle of champagne or do something nice (laughs) (laughs) awesome all right guys well thanks for listening again yuri you uh gonna bust us out with some shakira yeah for sure auf wiedersehen boom and shakira boom